Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Here we use a lot of F words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Good morning. Glad you're tuning in on a Monday. Nothing like coming off a Packers win to start the week. I'm Stephanie Hoff, filling in for Farm Director Pam Yankee. You were active on the talk text line over the weekend. Thank you for those rainfall reports. Remember, you can give us your rainfall report by texting 877-301-FARM. This weekend, Mark and New Glarus picked up over three-tenths of an inch. Dan in Caledonia got almost a half inch of rain total, and Mark in Fitchburg got about a half inch over the weekend, too. We'll talk more about what's to come in about 15 minutes with our ag meteorologist, Stu Muck. We've got a great show lined up for you this morning. A Portage sheep farmer uses his herd to train dogs and their handlers for stock dog trials. We go over what it takes to compete. At the bottom of the hour, we'll hear from two experts in the insurance realm. We'll learn how your farm can protect itself from cyber attacks, and we'll learn how life insurance can be a part of your farm transition plan. But first, stay tuned for a conversation with the Wisconsin FFA Band Director. It's all right here. Join our friends from Compure and Pam at World Dairy Expo on Friday, October 7th at 9.30 a.m. as they cover the final day for the world's premier dairy event. Compure is dedicated to agriculture and rural America by providing loans, risk management, and other financial services throughout 144 counties in the Midwest. To learn more, visit Compure.com. World Dairy Expo is back with a new event schedule. Sunday, October 2nd through Friday, October 7th, feature a five-day dairy cattle show and a four-day trade show. Learn more and purchase tickets today at WorldDairyExpo.com or download our app in Apple, iTunes, or Google Play Store. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpeller milk receiver pump, patented by McFin Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Believe it or not, I played an instrument in school and I will still pull out the flute every once in a while so that I don't lose that skill. But I don't think I was ever good enough to be in the state FFA honors band. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It's a pretty rigorous process to be accepted. 
And Jill, you got to speak with the conductor. He's got another batch of young musicians now that it's a new school year, doesn't he? Yes, he does. I caught up with Monty Dunham. He's a retired band teacher from Westby, but he is still the director for the Wisconsin State FFA Honors Band, which he has been for the last 25 years. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn. We caught up with how many kids he's influenced and just the whole atmosphere of being in the band and the benefits that happen. Well, you'd have to go back to um, high school when being a part of FFA was important because I grew up on a farm. And then my friend Peter, who's actually the state FFA choir director now, he's a year older than me. He came in and said, hey, I did this FFA band thing last year. I think you should do the FFA choir or band. And because I was running late on my application, I chose to do the choir because it was easier. And then I got in and then never really switched out of choir because I had friends in there. And when we do these things, we realize that music's very important. But the relationships you make and the friends you have are really what it's all about. So when I was in choir, I had developed my friends. So even though, well, my degree is in band and choir, but I knew I wanted to probably do band. But, but even so, I stayed in the choir just because my friends were there. Well, then teaching career starts and blah, blah, blah. And I guess 1998 must be the year where there was an opening for the FFA band director. And I thought, you know, I'd love to apply for that because it'd be fun to give back to the kids a similar experience to what, you know, what we had had when we were in it. And no plan at that time to keep doing it, you know, for 25 years. But, you know, 98 to now, so, I mean, I guess it's 25 years. So it's been fun. And I know you've made a huge impact on so many kids. Any idea how many kids have been in the band from year to year? Just a guesstimate. So if you did 25 years of band with an average membership of 65, you'd wind up somewhere around 1,400. But then, of course, there are overlaps. So if you divide that by four, oh, probably somewhere in the five, six, seven, eight hundred FFA member range. And again, remember, FFA membership is the key concept or the key component to your membership in the band they're members of FFA first and then they choose or because they play in band and they enjoy it they choose to be a part of this and do the process and audition and get in but I suppose I mean if I want to state the big number I suppose it's in excess of 1500 but that would be counting everybody every year and some of them were multiple years so probably a few less than that that's quite an impact and the relationships, you talked a little bit about the relationship that you develops as a choir member. How do you think that directs you to guiding these FFA members to develop relationships in the band? Well, we try to plan things uh, so they have time to get to know each other. We try to give them opportunities within rehearsal and outside rehearsal where they can literally just connect with the other kids. Um, one of the things I'm really proud of is, you know, we do a three-day run at the state convention, which is a fairly structured activity, and we come here to the fair, and the time outside of our performances is a, is a little bit of free choice. They can go to the midway. They can do this. We just make sure there's no kid, and some of the returning veterans members are good at this. They make sure there's no kid that's alone, make sure they're all a part of it. Um, I don't know. Other than that, I guess it's the fun and the things we do that just brings them together. Well, it sounds like you encourage some mentorship between the veteran band players and the new ones coming in, and that's pretty essential for getting everybody involved. Absolutely.
Yeah, the four and five year members because you can be in for five or until you're 21. Um, you know, we recognize them to the younger people as people that they should reach out to or people that they should just get to know um, because they know the ropes and they're good people and they're good examples for everybody else. So yes, we encourage it. It's not all that scripted, but we do encourage it. What have you gotten out of this position as the band director? Well, um, be a really long answer, or I can simply say a chance to interact with really good young adults, people who are going to be part of our future in some way, shape, or form, and you can you, know, you just see them develop, and it's very gratifying. I think most people who go into education uh, receive a gratification just watching a student achieve something or watching them grow and excel beyond what they thought was possible. And that's really the core of, I guess, what's in it for me. Yeah, the concert we just had this afternoon, it's nice that there are about 20, 25 alumni that come back to visit. Um, it's nice that they want to talk to you afterwards. It's nice that they want to dance with you during our dance stuff. Um, and don't get me wrong, I really, really appreciate and, and enjoy that. But ultimately, I think it's when the students are in the band, just seeing them grow. Um, that's the thing that humbles me the most is the fact that if I've had any impact on them, it's been it's noticeable that they've grown, whether it's me just putting them in the right place or something that we did as a group to make them feel better. Okay. Let's take a little look at the future. Cheers for another 25 years. Well, um, I have no plans to stop doing this. Um, that's my safest answer, um, and I seriously don't. Um, there was a time about five years ago where, because my kids were all in college and things, it was just a, a time where there was a lot going on. Uh, we're past that now. Um, I retired from the regular classroom three years ago. So honestly, there's something therapeutic about being here and getting to work with kids because, you know, as, as you know, the education world, um, more and more demands on educators all the time. And that's fine. I mean, we chose to do this, but unfortunately some people who chose to do this are burning out and feeling stressed. Um, I don't have that because I retired at 57, um, but it's fun to, to have this chance still to connect with kids and still make music with them. You know, a person said to me once that, you know, your vehicle is music. It's the relationship and the interaction with kids that it's really all about. The science teacher has the same thing. Their vehicle is science. The coach, their vehicle is the sport, their coaching, or any number of other things. And so your question was, do I want to keep doing this another 25 years? Well, uh, I guess somewhere along the way, life will probably determine that for me. I, my dad's 91. Um, if I were looking like him at 91, maybe I could still do this. We'll just see. I always look forward to the performances put on by the state FFA Honors Band and Choir, whether it's at state convention or at the Wisconsin State Fair. And that was Monty Donham, director of the state FFA Honors Band. And I'm Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Stick around because we've got more agribusiness news coming your way, and we'll take a look at our egg weather forecast next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
Wisconsin Farm Bureau is an exciting organization because it has a plethora of opportunities for young farmers and agriculturists, specifically a young farmer and agriculturist program for members ages 18 to 35, where you can learn about leadership development, advocating for agriculture, and network with your peers. WFBF.com. You'll learn so much. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Experienced electricians, come join our family-owned team. Here's Ariel. At EverReady, we are his sponsor for the apprenticeship program. I like the small company feel, that family feel. If you have a problem, you can directly go to the owners firsthand. It speaks a lot about their values and how they value their employees. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at EverReadyElectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are EverReady. Nobody knows windows like Wanakee Remodeling. Voted the best window company in Madison 10 years straight, our Renewal by Anderson windows are the most weather-tight, highest quality, and most durable on the market. Make sure you eliminate your old window and door problems. Go with the most trusted name in windows, Renewal by Anderson from Wanakee Remodeling. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back. It's time now for our Compare Financial Ag Weather Update with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. Stu, I mentioned early on in the show, uh, New Glarus reported over three-tenths of an inch, Caledonia, Illinois, half an inch. Uh, Fitchburg half inch and then we got three more reports this morning through our talk text line again this number is 877-301-FARM Bob and Beaver Dam reported an inch on the north side uh, Linda and Reeseville three quarters of an inch and then Kyle and Evansville over the whole weekend totaled uh, an inch and a tenth so uh, anything new or different on your end of things Stu? Well, not a whole big stretch, but Fond du Lac having 3,100, so I was about that three-tenths. My friend John over in Osceola just toward the eastern edge of Fond du Lac County, a half inch of rain is his report this morning. So it's been a little stretched, you know, a little heavier in some areas, a little lighter in others, kind of typical of rainfall. I guess that's how it works this time of the year. Maybe the bigger thing to talk about is, unfortunately, that when I look to western Wisconsin, I'm looking at you, Mauston, La Crosse, and up into the central part of the state, probably Stevens Point, Watoma, we're going to talk about some frost possibility by late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. And that temp, especially at Mauston, could drop down to about 33, 34 degrees. Uh, Tuesday night, if you've got some potted plants out or those tomatoes are really producing and you're still making use of it, maybe you ought to cover them up or get them inside if you can. 
that could be a time where some patchy frost will be around. I don't think it's going to end the growing season, no doubt there, but it will be a little frosty. Now, we are going to stay on that cooler side here this week, no doubt about that. It has to do with low pressure that's just pulling off to our east yet today. A weak front still just north of the international border, north of Minnesota. And there are some sprinkly showers up into the UP, very far northern Wisconsin. I'd say Door County and the Door, County, Door Peninsula. Probably seeing a few sprinkles here this morning. The eastern edge of Wisconsin could see a little sprinkle even this afternoon. But that's a very slight chance there. It's more so, I think, it'll just be more clouds in the east, more sun in the west. That's how this day will work out. And our temperatures will be on the cooler than normal side. There's a, a little sad point, I guess. Here we are heading toward the end of September. We should be in the upper 60s and low 70s for normal highs. And we're going to talk about upper 50s, maybe a 60 at best for today, and even cooler for Tuesday and staying cooler for Wednesday. It does turn around Thursday, Friday, and the weekend back up into the 60s and maybe even back toward normal by Saturday and Sunday. So for folks with outdoor plans or uh, harvest operation plans, put it that way, looks a lot nicer as we look on toward this upcoming weekend with some more mild air. And believe it or not, after just that little rain chance that could linger in the east today, I expect we stay dry right through the upcoming weekend. How about that? Trying to dry out those fields just a little bit. That's fantastic news. And that along with a little more mild air, uh, temperatures trying to warm up at the end of the week. Sounds like some pretty nice conditions here as we head toward the end of September. Yes, absolutely. Saturday really is the first day of October. We're that far along. So I guess these cooler temperatures really, according to the calendar, are those that should be moving in. I'll have forecast details right after this. BioVet in Barneveld offers industry-leading direct-fed microbials and supplements to help your livestock be healthier, more productive, and profitable. Join Pam Yonke at World Dairy Expo on October 5th at 1.30 in booth 1503 in the Exhibition Hall and visit bio-vet.com to learn more. Dairy Metrics is back. Generate benchmarks with real-time data on more than 9,000 herds and 2 million cows. Dairy Records Management Systems and Pam will be broadcasting from inside the Coliseum at booth 37 on Wednesday, October 5th at World Dairy Expo. Learn more about Dairy Records Management Systems at drms.org. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin. Then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. As you mentioned, Stu, slim chances of rain. We've got some frost to keep our eye on. Otherwise, temperatures around normal as we get into World Dairy Expo, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that sounds pretty nice indeed. We look at it today, our Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Uh, clouds in the east, more sunshine in the west across the state. And those temps in the upper 50s, that slight rain chance in far eastern Wisconsin later today. A breezy Monday, northwest winds at 12 to 25, could gust near 30, especially in the east. Overnight, we do clear it out a little bit, and it cools toward the upper 30s, with the northwest winds at 5 to 10. Tuesday, back to sunshine for most of us, mid-50s and some low 50s in the east. Northwest winds 5 to 15. 
especially in western and central Wisconsin, the chance of a little frost late Tuesday night, early Wednesday, and otherwise Wednesday, sunny skies, mid and upper 50s for highs with the north winds at 5 to 10. We should see 60s with sunshine already then Thursday, Stephanie, and it only warms up toward the weekend, sounding a lot nicer once we get this week well underway. Yeah, that's the only thing on my to-do list is to make sure those pumpkins don't get hurt by frost at all. I'll have to talk to a pumpkin grower and see if that's a problem. Uh, yeah, you better check with them because I know there's a lot of them for sale in my neck of the woods. Yeah, mine and I, I only have enough to decorate the house, but we'll we'll catch you again tomorrow, Stu. Thanks. You bet. Have a good day. That was your financial, Compure Financial weather update with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. And want to learn more? Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Are you looking for something special? Something right for your needs? What about something with performance backed by unique germplasm? Well, we're here to help you find a soulmate for your soil. Your soil mate. With AgriGold, enjoy a seed made so specifically for your soil, it feels like fate. And with a team that's with you every step of the way, it's never been easier. Find your soil mate at chooseagrigold.com. Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Mm. Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Rural Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Huh, nice. Hardwood floor. Or is it? Sounds like a floor. It's not squishy. That's good. Floors aren't supposed to squish. Goes wall to wall, like good floors do. And I'm walking all over it. Usually, a dead giveaway that it's a floor. But it's not a floor. This 
is a mattress. Charlie Heidel's for 52 days. People like Charlie are scattered all across Dane County. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply nearly $400,000 in bedding, furniture, clothing, and household items to people like Charlie. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in food, shelter, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Your next job could be as close as seven miles south of Madison. Tructy LLC in Oregon is growing and are now hiring in all areas, including builders, electricians, and electrical engineers, to name a few. You'll work at the same place every day. Schedules are flexible, pay scale is attractive, and receive a $2,500 sign-on bonus. Plus, a huge advantage of being closer to work and saving on gas. Apply in person or online at T-R-A-C-H-T-E-U-S-A.com. Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. For uh, the Packers, Rowdy, when it comes to, you know, it's going down on Sunday at Raymond James Field, we were talking about the line being a very important key for the Green Bay Packers. Not only are you tech, uh, protecting Aaron Rodgers, also establishing that run game, which was so dominant, uh, you know, the week before against the Chicago Bears where Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon were just getting it going. By the way, did you see, did you hear the comments from A.J. Dillon talking about how he wants to be remembered as a Packer? He's like, I just want to be remembered as a guy that got his that showed up to work and did his job. Doesn't matter if it was flashy. It didn't matter if it you know, was big chunk yardage. Like, I just wanted to be that guy, lunch pail mentality. Oh, man, I found an alternate line. The highest alternate line I can find on the Ohio State-Wisconsin game, they're offering Ohio State minus 30 and a half. Jesus. So Bobby's still giving you another four and a half points. Which I'll take. But... If he was to go to a FanDuel sports book and give you 30 and a half, he would get plus 310 odds. Oh, really? Bobby, if you're a betting man, there you go. You should text that to him. See if he'll do it. All right, 608 321 That'd be worse for you. Yeah, I know. See if he'll do it, though, in his, for a... Uh, He's listening. All right, for the offensive line for the Green Bay Packers, uh, Aaron Rodgers was talking about it. And um, we're close to banning this name, but I wanted to play these comments because it's kind of telling. So Rodgers was asked how much impact would David Bakhtiari have if he returns to left tackle to replace Yash Nyman. Take a listen. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure where he's going to be at, uh, you know, percentage-wise, not just physically but mentally. But when he's back, you know, he's a minimum a top three left tackle in the league. And Yash has played really well for us, but you know, there's a reason Dave gets paid what he gets paid, and he's been a first-team uh, All-Pro many times. So, 
Listening to those comments from Aaron Rodgers, you would, we all know that Aaron Rodgers and David Bakhtiari are buddies. Yes, big time buddies. So you would always have your buddies back, or at least if you're friends, you would hope that your buddy would have your back. Correct. But you listen to that first part of what Aaron Rodgers said right there. That's not good. Doesn't sound like he has a lot of confidence slotting in David Bakhtiari over Josh Josh Nyman right now. And for some guy that plays quarterback at a very high level, hopes to have a good offensive line and a good offense and needs to be protected. The blind side is his most, is the most protected spot you need. That's why the left tackle, because many quarterbacks are right-handed get paid so much for him to say, yeah, I don't know physically or mentally if he'd be ready right now. (sighs) That is very, very telling to say that he thinks that it gets even more telling here. Here's the, uh, what Mike Clemens has sent me for the audio, Aaron Rodgers Q and a, deflects a question on what he could do with the top three left tackle like Bakhtiari on the line. So take a listen to uh, another telling comment from Aaron Rodgers. What, what things are you able to do as a quarterback with a top three left tackle? That- no, I'm not going to get that. The David Bakhtiari situation is not good. It's I don't know if the dude's going to play again. If, if Wasn't it have, this week was his, again, supposed to be his return, allegedly? Again, if you had a good buddy that had an injury, you probably know about as good as anybody else outside of him, what that injury really is and where he's at. Yep. And especially, like I said, being the most important position for the quarterback, protecting him, being the left tackle. Tough. Those are not deflecting the question. Obviously, he doesn't want to answer it. Mm-hmm. And then the the answer he gave before that. Not good. Saying, yeah. Not only physically, but mentally of where he's at. He's like, I don't know if. And yes, the reports are after week one where, because remember all of a sudden it was like, yeah, Elton Jenkins and, and David Bakhtiari, they're practicing again. They might be a go for week one. And then after the game played, there was the report saying now they're looking for week three for both of them. Well, Jenkins played week two. Didn't look as good as peak. Elton Jenkins no, but coming off injury, but coming off injury, slotted back in against a solid bears defense. He was serviceable. Yeah. It's well, week three is now this week, week four. And he's you, not practicing. You again, would by have the way. to imagine. We talked about this with Rob Reichel when I brought up the, the question, what is the point of having David Bakhtiari on the roster yeah. when you can put him on the pup list and he could play week five? You'd imagine he would have been able to play sometime in those first four weeks. Well, we're on week three, and if he doesn't play this week, it only leaves him one more week to play or else why didn't he start on the pup list? So Bakhtiari did not participate in practice on Wednesday, was a limited uh, participant yesterday, and Matt LaFleur has made it very clear that David Bakhtiari – does not practice back-to-back days. If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It truly is mind-blowing to see a person and their dog communicate and work together to herd livestock. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. The first time I ever saw a stock dog work was at the Wisconsin Sheep and Wool Festival, and I was amazed. John Wentz raises sheep in Portage, Wisconsin, primarily for sport to help train stock dogs. He also heads up the stock dog trials at the Wisconsin Sheep and Wool Festival each year. He explains to me what it takes to train both man and beast to herd sheep and what it means to be a stock dog. Well, a stock dog replaces several employees moving your animals around. These dogs were raised that were originally created in Scotland. 
to help the shepherds in the hills where you know people just can't go running around chasing sheep so um, the sport came over here somewhere around the 19 early 1970s where people actually compete to use and that and that's what it's become now this is really just a, a competition does it matter the breed yeah these are all border collies only border collies are doing this here Okay. There are other breeds that people use for herding, but at this level, only the border collies can compete. So you mentioned it's become more of a sport now than actually used in the real work setting, but is it still well, around? Do people still use dogs to herd their animals? Yeah, people still use them to herd their animals, but as far as the people that are competing, most of them are just doing this because it's a competition. Okay. Yeah, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. And is it just for sheep, or do people use stock dogs for cattle or hogs? I originally actually use them for pigs. We're run by a national organization, United States Border Collie Handlers Association, and they do sanction cattle trials as well. I want to know the work it takes to get these dogs to listen. Any farm dog I ever had kind of just chased the tractor around and <laughs> didn't really work. So what does it take to train an animal to be able to safely herd livestock? patience and a little bit of skill but mostly it's the patience part how long does it usually take for an animal to become good most of these dogs that you're seeing today are two to three years old so they've been in training you know for that long not every day but you know at least a couple times a week does training start right away at puppy age no, about nine months old six to nine months old and the, the hardest part is actually training the person. It's not so bad training the dog, it's, it's training the person. That's the hard part. Why is that? Um, for most of the people, this isn't, um, it's not intuitive. These aren't people that grew up on a farm for the most part. So stock sense is something that you have to get, get and you know, that's, that's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to predict what the sheep are going to do no. you know, until you've done it over and over and over and over again. So, How do you even start? Do you just bring the dog right in the field and start yelling commands? I'm sure that's not how it works. No, no. We start in a round pen usually, um, just like training a horse. We start in a round pen and moving the sheep around. And when we get the dogs moving right, then we start putting words on, on left and right and stop and Pretty soon you're whistling and away you go. So it's it's really it's really a magical thing. So I'm hearing a lot of different words. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of different words at the sheep uh, stock dog trial. Lie down is a, is a big one, yeah. uh, but also some stuff I don't understand. So what are some of those calls uh, that people should be listening for to know what, what's going on? So we we think of the the dog going clockwise or counterclockwise around the sheep. So to go clockwise is come by, and go counterclockwise is away to me. And it's all based on that. The sheep are the center of the clock all the time, so. All right, and then I heard that'll do, and is that, that final? Means that means quit, that yeah, means or come stop. here, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one lets a cuss word loose out in the field, do they? <laughs> no, no, you get disqualified for that, so. Maybe at home, <laughs> maybe at home, yeah. So when folks compete with their dog, Who's being judged? Them as a pair? Them individually? Well, you're judging, in this case, the path of the sheep. 
So the idea is to move the sheep around this course in straight lines because the shortest distance is a straight line. And they're being judged on that and then that judging is broken down into all kinds of little faults that you can do. You know, So it, it is the handler and the dog that are being judged and, and the path of the sheep. And what are the judges really looking for? I, you mentioned straight lines, path of sheep, but is there other aspects of the sport that are key? Um, how the dog is handling the sheep. Um, you know, we don't want them handling the sheep roughly because you, you don't want your stock handled that way. If they're handling them rough, they're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be straight lines. No, and rough would also be, uh, is it called grasping or when gripping. the gripping? Gripping, yeah, no gripping allowed. So. And that's when doggy. Nips Bites the, the sheep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Bite the sheep, you get the thank you, and that's it. John Wentz along with us. He raises sheep in Portage, Wisconsin, specifically to help train stock dogs and their handlers how to compete in stock dog trials. We've got your markets and more agribusiness news next. Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today. And now we'll take a look at our markets on a Monday morning. From Chicago, the October Class 3 milk contract is trading at 20.90 a hundredweight. That's unchanged. November milk is down 10 cents at 20.60 a hundredweight. On the closed Friday, barrel cheese was down a half a cent at 2.18 and a half. The 40-pound block cheese down 4 cents at $1.96. And AA butter closed up a quarter of a penny at 3.13 and a quarter. Two individuals with lifetime contributions to Wisconsin's meat industry are set to be inducted into the Wisconsin Meat Industry Hall of Fame. The inductees are Ron Russell, a retired UW-Madison meat science instructor, and the second is Christopher Salm. He's an entrepreneur who helped found several businesses. Congratulations to those two. The ceremony will be October 13th during the inaugural Wisconsin Meat Industry Coalition Conference. You can learn more about the inductees and the conference at MidwestFarmReport.com. And now we'll take a look at our grain markets. From Chicago, December corn is down three and three quarters at 673. November soybeans at 1425 and a half. That's down a quarter of a cent. December wheat is trading at 869 and three quarters, down 10 and three quarter cents. And September 2023 new crop wheat is down 10 and a half at 876. Hackers, cyber attack, ransomware, these are all words we hear about in the news. And if you're like me, you're not usually associating these crimes with agriculture. Well, believe it or not, cyber criminals are after anyone using technology, especially farms and agribusinesses. And we've got Jen Pino Gallagher joining us in studio. She's the director of food and agribusiness with M3 Insurance. Walk me through why an average farmer should take note. Well, you really touched on on something that's so important in today's farming operation, and that is technology. Uh, the amount of technology on today's operations really is amazing, and our farming industry has become very, very automated. Uh, I remember as a kid growing up on a dairy farm, our barn cleaner automation was me, my two brothers, and three pitchforks. <laughs> that's not farming today. Today, farmers are dependent on the software to run uh, their systems for precision agriculture. 
Farmers are at risk in a couple of ways. Um, the company that provides their automation could become a victim of a cyber intrusion, and that could result in the farmer losing their private information and their data, or the system could fail as a result of an intrusion, leaving the farmer without their automation that they have become dependent on, from robotic milkers to ventilation system to precision agriculture. Additionally, if you're using a computer to, for your record keeping, for your online banking, even email, you can be at risk of a cyber intrusion through the sites you visit or the email that you open. Well, Jen, now let's talk methods to prevent cyber crime, to prevent a cyber attack on your farm or agribusiness operation. Where do you start? Well, really, the steps that a farmer, an individual farmer, takes to reduce their risk and, and increase their cyber protection are the same methods that an agribusiness can take or an ag co-op can take. Uh, first and foremost, make cybersecurity a priority. Pay attention to it. Um, cybersecurity Awareness Month is coming up here. Uh, now's a good time to look at your systems and see if they are safe. Some of the ways you can make them more safe is enable multi-factor authentication on all of your systems. This is the two-step process that many of us are familiar with. If you go to access your credit union or your bank account, oftentimes you'll get a text message pushed to your phone. That's multi-factor authentication. This can be implemented on all of your systems, including your laptops and mobile devices. Another important step is to install antivirus and malware protection. This can help ensure that your computer is updated and protected against the known viruses and malware. Uh, preventive maintenance. That's another important topic. Just like you would perform maintenance on your equipment, you should also perform preventive maintenance on your software and on your technology. Um, last but not least, uh, a very good method, which uh, a lot of people forget about, is just strong passwords. Have very strong, unique, long, complex passwords. It's not anybody's favorite topic to have to have different passwords for every device, but it's an important, uh, simple step that you can take. And farmers like agribusinesses also have the option of uh, purchasing cyber insurance, which can help mitigate the losses they might have if they're attacked by a cyber criminal and can also cover help them through the downtime if they've uh, been breached by a cyber attack. Jen Pino-Gallagher joining us in studio with those essential solutions you should keep in mind for your farming or any other agribusiness operation. Jen is the Director of Food and Agribusiness with M3 Insurance. Stay tuned for a conversation on life insurance's role on the farm. Coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the agricultural world, we have equipment to put the seed in the ground, take it all the way through its growing season, and put it in the bin. I would definitely recommend Ziegler. The equipment they sell and service is amazing. They care about you. They care about your businesses. They're there to help you, and that's their number one job. Whether you're a large farm, small farm, Ziegler has the equipment that's going to take care of you and fit your needs and the support and people to back it up. Reliability is everything, so that's why I choose Ziegler. For agriculture equipment, ZieglerAg.com. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. You're no stranger to hard work and eating right, but your abs are more like flabs. 
Carbon World Health offers Emsculpt, an FDA-approved treatment for men who want to transform their physique. One session is equivalent to 20,000 crunches without the painful recovery. Melt fat, build and tone muscle, then start getting the results you're looking for. Emsculpt at Carbon World Health. Learn more at CarbonWorldHealth.com. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'm too young. I'm healthy. I don't want to pay that every month. These are common thoughts people have about life insurance. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Carl Ivey is a life advisor with American Family Insurance in Madison. He walks us through how life insurance can actually be a tool for your farm or agribusiness. But first, he says any thoughts that dismay you from purchasing life insurance may be misleading you. It's important to realize that when people are young, like you are, that life insurance is extremely affordable and that's the time to get it because you get to carry that that extremely affordable price for years into the future. The other thing, even more significant than that, is that everybody crosses a line when they are able to qualify to buy life insurance. You have to be in reasonable health. You don't have to be a triathlete, but you've got to be in reasonable health. And nobody knows when they cross that line. Our actuaries tell us that one in seven people of all ages, one in seven people don't live to retirement age. If you think about that, that is a worse mortality rate than the epidemic, and everybody's up in arms about the epidemic. Life itself is worse than that. So the, the time to think about one's life insurance, whoever you are, is, is today, always. Well, and there's concerns that life insurance can address, and I want you to kind of touch on those. What do you hear from the farming community where life insurance acts as a solution? I'd like to say three things about that. First of all, the needs and priorities for life insurance in the farming community in a large part are not different from the needs that you yourself have or that I have. Life insurance provides immediate liquidity, immediate funding for objectives for a family. So whether you're in in the agricultural business or some other kind of a retail business or whether you're an employee, it doesn't matter who you are, your income stream is your largest asset. People would not think about not insuring their home. But if you look at, let's say somebody's 45 years old and, and let's say making $50,000 a year, their income with no increases in pay is a million dollars. That's a million dollar asset. That's the most important thing to insure. A person's income is far more valuable than any other asset they have. The other things are tangible. So sometimes the, the light comes on and you see the need to insure those because you can see and touch those things, but the income is the most important. So that applies to everyone. But then when you get to people who farm, now you're talking about an additional layer of needs on top of those needs that we all have. And so those are business needs. And some of the the needs common to any kind of a business owner, whether they're a farmer or retail business owner or in the service industry, is that that income, that largest asset, now that is their business. And so it becomes important to make plans for what's going to happen if 
that were to go away if, if I were to die and not be able to continue the business. So there are there is planning that can be put in place to where you can have a buyer standing in line for your small business with a contractual agreement with you to buy your business if you die and who you can guarantee will have the money to be able to make that purchase. And that is all able to be accomplished with the help of a life insurance professional and in your advisory team, your accountant, your attorney. I, I want to ask, too, farming is innately just a risky occupation. Yes. It's incredibly risky. Yes. Is that an issue at all when it comes to getting life insurance? No, not, not to get life insurance. Um, there are a few avocations that do pose some barriers for getting insured, but being a farmer is not one of them. When, it, when you're a, a, a farmer and, and you're it, you're the labor, uh, you are running this operation. Without you, the operation may, may not go on. Does life insurance provide comfort? I mean, are there other things just besides the, the dollars or the tangible benefits of life insurance that you see with a family? Yes. And, and so there, there's something significant about a business that is a farm versus a business that's any other kind of business. And, th- and that is, if I owned a retail business, and I were going to die, as long as I were sure, and that's, we'll make a long conversation very short, as long as I was sure my family was going to be financially protected, I may not have an emotional attachment to that business. They, I, I could liquidate it and close the doors, or I could sell it to a stranger, and it would be fine with me. Not so with the farm. With, with the farm, that farm is a family member, and that family member is going to stay in our family forever if I have anything to do with it. So a typical situation for someone who's in the farming business is they have, we'll say, two children. One of the children who works on the farm is completely capable of, of running the full thing uh, alone without the help of mom or dad. The other child is in Hollywood trying to be a movie star and doesn't want to farm. And that's all okay, but the problem for mom and dad is their entire inheritance for their children is the farm. And you can't break a farm in half and give half of it to one child and half to another. Well, you kind of can, but it's a, bad, it's a bad idea. So how do you equalize inheritances for your children so that you can pass this major asset on and keep that farm in the family as opposed to having to sell it to a stranger or, or walking away from it. So there, just briefly, I know we don't have a lot of time to delve into this, but anybody that does want more information, you can talk to your financial professional, your, your life insurance professional about it. But there are plans where you can set up that in the case I described, when, when mom and dad pass away, the child that's active in the farm gets that farm free and clear, and then life insurance provides a little liquidity for that now owner of the farm, the child, to buy their sibling out so that the, the sibling is happy. They've got cash instead of farm ground. The other sibling that's farming is happy. They own all the farm ground, and the, the plans can be an answer to many solutions. Carl Ivey joining us, a life sales advisor with American Family Insurance. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and thanks for taking along with me on a Monday.